Yo, what's up everyone? I'm Draw Beats, hosting another episode of the Eternity Record Podcast. In this episode, I had a really lovely chat with my friend Sean, also known as Late Night Tones, where we discussed a lot of interesting topics. Before we start the podcast, I do want to apologize to you guys because a big part of the original audio was messed up, so we had to cut it off. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. It's a little cold. Yeah, it here is in cold. Nashville. It yeah, is, cold. is it cold for you too? Actually, the, the weather here is crazy. It is it's super hot in the morning, and it's it's just it's winter cold in the night, and it's it causes everyone to get cold. Yeah. Uh, to start the episode, uh, can you like introduce yourself to people who don't know you? and your project Late Night Tones. Yeah, sure. My name is Sean. I currently live here in Nashville, Tennessee. I actually grew up in Miami, Florida. Um, and yeah, I've got this project. I call it Late Night Tones. It, it actually started just kind of as an Instagram account with no real intention of releasing music or anything. Uh, I just wanted a place to post some guitar videos so I didn't annoy my followers on my personal Instagram account and uh, yeah I don't know I just felt compelled to start releasing music and I figured I'd just keep the name Late Night Tones and here we are. Uh, uh, while I was checking on your profile I saw that the first song you released was in back in 2019 and exactly on the 20, 21st of October and my question is, how did you start the music? Like, how did you? Because when I hear that music, it's not lo-fi, but it's really close what, to what lo-fi is. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, my first release was back in like 2019. And it was kind of, you know, I didn't really have any plan to really take music seriously at that time. I was just kind of doing whatever I wanted and I figured I'd release it. And yeah, like you mentioned, it's not exactly lo-fi that, that, uh, I think it's a song and then I released like a, an EP or something like five songs together. Um, and yeah, it's just like totally ambient music. There's no beat to it. Um, at the time I was listening to a lot of ambient music and I, I still do listen to a, a fair amount of just complete ambient music without any kind of beats or vocals or anything and yeah that was just the music that I, I wanted to create I felt compelled to make at that time and yeah that's basically how that happened mm, interesting man and wh- what about what about your your style in lo-fi how did you know about the genre and how did you know about the community was it before or after you started making music yeah so it was definitely way after uh, yeah, in 2019, I had no idea what lo-fi was or yeah, that I'd ever be making lo-fi. And it was really, it was like 2021 when I started to listen to lo-fi kind of during my work. As I worked, I would just listen to Lo-Fi Girl 24-7 radio. Yeah. Um, and I, I did release some music in 2021 that is definitely more considered lo-fi 
uh, but again, even at that time, it was still like I had no real plan to to take music super seriously. Um, but I just released something just because I, you know, I, I just loved creating music. And um, yeah, it really wasn't until the start of this year, 2022, that I mm. really found lo-fi and my true love for it and the community. Yeah, Ben, while I was listening, uh, I saw that I saw that the change from uh, ambience music to lo-fi, like your first releases, uh, there wasn't a drum or there wasn't a special special melody going on. Or there wasn't, it was just some really, uh, really sleepy ambience. And then, as you said, in 2021, you start putting some drums and you start making some melodies. You kind of finding your, your way through the music. And uh, 2022 is definitely your best year because you just blow up in the lo-fi in the lo-fi genre. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, this definitely was a big year for me, and it it was a year. Be, I mean, it was big because I, you know, I really set a goal to to take music seriously, and um, yeah, I figured I I wanted to go more the lo-fi route, you know, kind of with beats other than just ambient music without any kind of beats or anything because I, I just felt there was more opportunity there um it was a challenge and it i don't know it, it creates another element because now you know you have these uh ambient elements and now you're trying to intertwine it with these lo-fi drums and i don't know i just really enjoyed creating that kind of music such a unique way to start and to find about your favorite genre and i guess my next question you said you grew up in uh nashville uh, uh i actually grew up in miami but i, I miami. lived here in nashville about four years yeah oh okay well uh, okay uh you you lived in nashville for four years yeah and nashville is more known for um country music and r&b uh did that affect your your career or your type in music anyhow? Yeah, man. In every lo-fi beat, if you listen really carefully, you can hear me saying yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of country in my lo-fi beats. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> yeah, it was um, good. It was good. <laughs> uh, honestly, dude, uh, not really. <laughs> I, I don't think the location plays a big role in in my music um just because i you know i'm just making everything in my apartment <laughs> yeah. i'm not really you know hanging out with uh, producers or anything like that um it, it is good though because there are so many people that love music here and have a goal to to do music full-time here so yeah. there is a nice community here to fall back on and to uh you know encourage each other and to have that motivation and yeah i have several friends that live here that also are doing music endeavors and you know seeing their success helps drive me and you know vice versa so yeah i guess in that sense living in nashville definitely helps but in terms of like taking uh, musical inspiration or things like that um 
you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it, it uh, affects it very much. Yeah, definitely, it definitely helped because, as you said, uh, having people who, who are interested in music is already a, is already a win because they already listen to music, they already buy tickets for shows, they already support their local musician, their local artist. So it definitely does help. Uh, but as you said, sometimes it doesn't affect uh, your type of music or your career. But it helps uh, growing your project as an artist. Yeah, and, and just I would say, you know, in this climate, you can make music anywhere. You know, you can. Yeah, exactly. You, you could be cooking up beats in Antarctica and be blowing up on, on streaming services. <laughs> Literally, when when I start, I only have I only had a computer, and my computer when I started didn't have literally anything it was just it wasn't even a computer it was a half computer half tablet so i just work with that and then i upgraded to my new computer now and that's all because of the help of the community so i'm really grateful to anyone uh, who kept supporting the lo-fi community is just unbeatable it's just so supportive like you have, you have couple, couple labels, couple people who help put in your song in their playlist, and you just get streams, literally for nothing, just because your music is good. And that makes yeah. the that makes the the that makes the the community super special than other communities. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, like I, I feel like more of my friends are in other places like Europe, India. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I know I know more people through the lo-fi than I know in my in my real life. And yeah, I know man, a lot 100%. of people in real life. That's the problem because I'm a student. I see a lot of people basically every day. I go out with my friends. Well man, uh we're just gonna talk about we're just gonna talk about about I guess you have you have more than three million all-time stream on Spotify, and uh, <laughs> Dude, I haven't looked in a minute. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I did some research, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you had uh, like twenty-six release in two thousand twenty-two between singles and EPs. Uh, the question that everyone asks is: Is consistency the key to success? Because as we can see, you landed a lot of editorials such as Lo-Fi Sleep, Lo-Fi Plus Chill, Chill Hop, and etc. So is consistency uh, key to success or is there any planning before releasing? Mm, yeah, consistency is definitely really, really important. Um, I think, you know, really if you're consistent at anything, you'll find success in it. Um, and then, you know, mix that consistency with something that you're really passionate about and, you know, you can be unstoppable and, um, and that doesn't like, it doesn't mean you've got to work on music every single day. You know, everyone has their own stories, their own priorities, their own, you know, jobs, family, whatever it is. Um, but 
you know, if being consistent is, you know, one day a week, I'm going to spend two hours on music and I'm going to make sure I get those two hours in every week. You know, that's huge and you'll see growth. Um, and, you know, there, there's so many factors depending on, you know, how, you know, how you'll see growth. Um, so, yeah, as long as you you just keep cooking, <laughs> keep uh, yeah. making things, talking to people in the community, you know, yeah, success to, is bound to, to happen. Yeah, but I think... I think if we if we said that, a lot of people would wouldn't completely understand that because some people just hear consistency is the key and they totally forgot about uh, the quality, which is more important for me. I think quality, uh, as I said in the last episode, quality is better than quantity for me. Uh, quality is better than quantity for me because if I just keep releasing trash music nobody literally will listen or or people would listen at first but then they, they will understand that this artist doesn't release good music why should i listen uh, but if you keep you kept consistency and and uh, quality at the same time as you said you can just make two hours in your whole week where you can basically make put your heart into music and produce the best uh, the best music you could ever probably release or you could ever produce and just do some promotion uh, but just releasing like that without having a plan without uh, is isn't isn't a good thing for me not gonna lie <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely good to make stuff you're truly proud of. You know, it, um, it's a slippery, slippery slope, right? You, like yeah. you don't want to be too hard on yourself because then you're just not going to release anything. Um, but you, you got to kind of self-evaluate and be like, is this the best thing I can do right now? Yeah. You know, and, um, yes, I could sit on this beat for another two months and keep polishing it and keep working on the mix or you know i can release this one and keep improving and my next track will be even better um so yeah you you just kind of kind of find what works best for you and yeah of course if you know you're releasing stuff that isn't your best and you just do release after release to hit these editorials or play or whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I feel like at the end of the day, that'll catch up to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, well, exactly as you said, man, you have, you have to constantly uh, try to upgrade uh, your content and try to learn new materials and try to make better and better music. Uh, and not just focus on numbers because at the end of the day, I, I, I'd prefer a person who has a really good song or someone who released two albums and none of them is literally good. It's just constantly just loops and drum loop or something just repeating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, 
I always, yeah. sorry, just one more thing. I, yeah, I always say like the music will speak for itself at the end, the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, you know, just make good music, make the best music you can and jump on every opportunity that you can and, you know, good things will come. Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, jumping on to another point, uh, this September, you had your own uh, This Is playlist, which is created by Spotify. I want to know, how, how do you feel about that? Since you've been, you started in 2019 and you had to wait around three years to get your own playlist. Yeah, um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it definitely um, felt great. You know, it's it's great to be recognized by the Spotify gods or whoever's making those decisions. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just... It, <laughs> Any kind of recognition is always good. Um, it it's important to take time to uh, celebrate, you know, your successes because it it, it it I'm really bad at this at just you know going right back to work and you know worrying about oh the next thing and I need to I need to hit my next goal and I need to do this and it can uh, kind of get unfulfilling at times you know if you don't take the time to um sit on some of the things you've accomplished and i think that um i think that goes for anybody in anything that they're working at yeah yeah man exactly you have to sometimes you have to appreciate the goals you've reached even though through the years they become they, they don't be they don't They sound really big at the beginning of your career. And then when you hit it, you have to set new goals. Even though that was one of your, your one of your dreams, maybe. Uh, for me, when I started in 2019, hitting an auditorium was a, was a, almost a dream, bro. And guess what? When, when, uh, uh I didn't even find out when, when I got to Moonlight Beats. Uh, playlist you you you're the only you're the first one to to tell me that i didn't even know <laughs> i literally I forget about that yeah <laughs> i literally come back from a from a football match and i checked my phone i saw your message i said uh well let's check let's check instagram you're literally the, the only message i had once i checked i see i didn't even read the message i said i read congrats lo-fi lo-fi beats lo-fi uh, moonlight beats I was so happy, you know, I was so happy. I didn't even expect that. I didn't even expect that. I was just, I just, re- re- the, the song was released uh, through Mellotron Records. It was, uh, it was a, such a pleasure to work with them. And it just got, it just had editorials and it's still there until now. And I really appreciate that moment because it's one of my goals. It was one of my goals and I've reached it and the start of the year and not even the end of it. So as you said, sometimes you have to be thankful and appreciate those moments, even if they sound small. Totally, man. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. And that's good that you can remember that moment. I also, yeah, remember the same time when I found out that I landed my first editorial. And it was similar. I, I didn't even find it myself. 
um, one of my friends, uh, he actually makes lo-fi as well. Bedroom, bedroom lo-fi. Yeah. It's his alias. And he texted me. He's like, yo, man, congrats. <laughs> and I just remember seeing his text and being like, this is, this is unreal. Like, yeah, this exactly. is crazy. I, yeah. Like I would never think my music would be able to, to get on an editorial playlist. Yeah, man, it's, it's super nice that Spotify is uh, looking to the genre as well. Nowadays, they create multiple playlists to support artists. Now, in 2022, you have a really huge chance to get an editorial. If your music is good and you know what time to put it and you made some pre-saves and stuff, you made some promotions, your song goes good on social media, you're just going to hit it, definitely. Um, but back then in 2020, 2021, it was like, it's, it's like some impossible, impossible goal to reach unless your music is, is a chef kiss, you know, would never hit an editorial. <laughs> you just keep dreaming of it. You never see your song there, especially when, when the music was so shit, not going to lie. The music was so bad. Now in 2000, my music. I'm talking about myself. My music in 2020 was so bad. And I don't know how that I keep dreaming about hitting a tutorial. But we found we found our, our, our way through that. And uh, yeah, we just got my first editorial. And I'm so happy. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, I definitely think the time is now. <laughs> there's, yeah, exactly. there's no better time. Um you know, I I remember at the start of 2022 when I decided to, you know, really go hard with music and lo-fi specifically. I was like, man, I, I remember listening to podcasts and hearing of everyone's success and how they've gotten so much yeah. success so fast. And I'm like, uh, I probably not going to be me because I feel like I've passed, you know, the, the peak of lo-fi, but boy boy was i wrong i don't even yeah. i don't even think we're, we're close yet i think i think there's huge opportunities coming um, the, the peak of lo-fi you can say the peak of lo-fi is now because as i said spotify made a lot of playlists and a lot of audience now know about the genre you can literally go to anyone and tell him i make background music or background study music and he'll understand so I think a lot of people now, we have a lot of uh, followers that follow Lo-Fi Girl as well. So that that benefits us as well because it's the head of the Lo-Fi community. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we appreciate Spotify, appreciate other platforms. Uh, without them, we, we, we literally would be, we wouldn't be anywhere because you just, if you made music, and there's no support or there's no people who help you there's no income so there's nothing that you can benefit for yourself and for your material to upgrade it wouldn't be possible but yeah, yeah. We... let's jump to another another point uh, which is really interesting this one is uh, a debatable one which is uh, being a content creator as as a as a musician or producer uh do you think we have a, a a lack of that of 
content creating in the lo-fi community because we don't see a lot of people uh, put some time or energy into their into creating uh, like a mini short video to promote their music. They just put the the promoting video and they completely forgot about it. But when I checked your Instagram, you're constantly uh, sharing good good reels, sharing funny reels, uh, sharing reels where you're making music, uh, which is really good because it changed it changed my whole feed in Instagram because all I see is my music is out now. This is out. This is my new music is here. It's just sometimes it drives you out because you see a lot of people just releasing music and no one is no one is using his music to create content and they expect people to create content with their music. So what do you think about that? Do we have a lack of that or are we in a good in a good point? Yeah, I think there's a a huge opportunity for people to jump on to stand out. Like you've mentioned, it's it's the typical throw up the 15 second video that somebody the label gave you or something and that's it it's like bro do you do you even care about your song (laughs) if you don't care about it i don't care about it i'm not gonna listen to it (laughs) um but no i don't know oh i yeah there's definitely big opportunity out there to to stand out yeah maybe if you can find a way to make it funny or i don't know show something flashy something to stand out just a little bit you know you never know all it takes sometimes is one silly video to go Mm. stupid viral and then you know everyone's using your song and then you've got you know you're blowing up on the streaming platforms um so it's definitely like good (laughs) to do to to uh put a, a bit of time into it you know uh I, I'm still pretty not too consistent in creating content. It's definitely not a priority of mine. You know, I think still, again, it all starts with the song and the music. But yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt to put together a, a video. You know, you can you can figure out, out ways to um, to create very, very simple videos that take, you know, less than 30 minutes to put together. So if you could do that, I would say do it for sure. Yeah, exactly, man. Especially with, especially with the, uh, with such such platforms such as TikTok, Instagram, now YouTube Shorts. We we can take uh, we can take Eldre as a as an example. That man has blown up on TikTok. His song, um, what was what's the name of his song? One of his songs just blow up on. Uh, on TikTok, it has 10.5 million video made of that one song. Imagine 10 million video made of one song. And it's, he's now the most followed uh, lo-fi producer in the community. Imagine, like, when you when you open Spotify, you have a notification where you can see that the new, the new artists who release music. So imagine 100,000 people 100,000 people seeing his music every day. So he he guaranteed that whenever he's just going to put music, people will listen without even promoting it. And that's all 
with his hard work because he kept making content since since maybe if I remember 2017 and has he has been consistent in Instagram before even reels appeared he just keep putting uh, some videos short videos on Instagram and when TikTok appeared he he jumped on it and he made some remixes he made the videos of how he made remixes and it just blown up and now he's one of the most most followed artists on uh, Spotify lo-fi producers on Spotify and he's got a lot of recognition as well uh, a lot of people know lo-fi through him more than uh, through other artists who have now 1 million plus monthly listeners so put in some time as he said into creating a, sh a really short and uh, uh, a video who can stand of, a, of all other video would be it would be like an appreciation to all that work you made and it would help other people to make content with your song as well uh, so you have sometimes sometimes you have just to put just a little video just share this with that and or make a, a little silly tiktok as you said uh, you don't you never know uh, the tiktok algorithm now is just completely opposite it, it doesn't show up good content it just show up some uh, funny videos which is people are cons consuming right now because it's funny and it's entertaining rather than the quality but that does that doesn't mean you should not you should never make uh, good content uh, videos yeah yeah i agree um and it, it's tough because it's like i don't want to say like there are definitely ways to have success without doing that um and you know eldre is someone who obviously has a passion for creating content you know like you, he's he's really developed the skill and he's been able to stay consistent but you can tell you know he just has that that passion for creating um so yeah if if you've got like that passion that is definitely like a really big route to take um you know we look at youtube in the lo-fi genre and you know i can count on one hand the amount of youtube creators there are that are making like long form um videos and that are constantly developing a really strong core audience um so there's definitely a lot of and yeah so i would say if it's like definitely try it out it might be something you really like um and if it's not something you love then still just make you can make a 30 minute video for your your release uh and if you're totally against it that's also cool like you know there are tons tons of artists that you know have over a million monthly listeners on spotify that don't even have social media accounts so uh, there, there are definitely different routes to take. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. And yeah, exactly as you said, you can, you have a lot of platforms such as YouTube. You can make YouTube videos if you don't want to show your face. You can just make how I made this song, which is I'm working on right now. And I just need 
I just need a bit of good, uh, I just need to upgrade my computer a little bit and I can start recording videos without even showing yourself. And that's content. And you can drive people, people you know on Instagram or your fan base, you can just say, this is how I made this song. If you're interested, you can watch the video. Or you have TikTok where you can make, we can, you, you can't even show you for yourself. You can just take a random video, a random edit, and just put your song on it and just share it. It's not that hard. Uh, but if you don't want to, you're totally free and you can just... You can just let the promotion side on, uh, on, the, on the labels and on the creator's playlists. But for me, I don't think that create a strong fan base who knows you and who you are. Because if if we if we see if we look at it from a different angle, a lot of these artists have like a million monthly listeners, and when you see their followers, it's just a thousand or not even a thousand. I literally saw a lot of artists that doesn't have a thousand followers but he has one million monthly listeners so people technically just, just listening to music without even knowing who is the artist they're just consuming music without being interested in the artist well uh, while if you had if you had a strong if you had a strong fan base you can literally uh, promote a lot of other stuff rather than music, such as merchandise, drum pack, or simple pack, or uh, any other something that that all people have interested in, and they can buy it. But if someone mm -hmm. who who never had a fan base, who doesn't know anyone, no no one knows him, people literally listen to him because he's on this playlist or he's on that playlist. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't buy it because I don't know you. I don't know what, mm -hmm. what do you do except music. I know your music is good, but I don't know you. And I've never mm -hmm. seen you create content rather than music. So why would I buy something that, that is not related to music? Yeah. And I think so many lo-fi artists are in that boat, myself included, where, yeah, I've got like 300 something listeners each month, but... I mean, they don't know who the heck I am. And, yeah, but, you know, there's beauty to you, it. Yeah, you can go. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, there's beauty to it that, like, yeah, I'm making this music and these people are listening to it. And, you know, maybe they're getting something out of it and they don't even know who I am. But also it's like, oh, man, if Spotify shuts down and all these curators just reject all my music now. Well, now I'm back pretty much to ground zero, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, yeah, so, it, you know, it, it's definitely, it takes longer, but if you can build like a, a core fan base or audience or community, you know, you're, you're no longer at the mercy of these playlisters or whatever, you know? Um, so that, that is definitely a great place to get to. Yeah. Uh, at least you're trying uh you you trying you if even if you don't have that many of followers but you're trying you're making content basically and at least you're trying and 
other people who, who don't try. I see a lot of people uh, who make music and they completely forget about it the next the next week. Like man, just put put another reel to to make to at least let people that you already released a song because if I check my Instagram and this guy released a song next next week, I didn't see any post about this about that song. How would I remember it? Well, there's a lot of people who are, who release music as well. But if you you made a little reel or your post or video edit or something, it would at least give a meaning to to that to all of the work he put on that song. And as 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 you said exactly, when if if a if a platform such as Spotify shut down or something happens, where where do people will listen to you? They don't know your name. They listen they listen to you because this label that person have a big playlist but they don't know your name so how 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 are they gonna like check on you or ask you where you release music other than spotify other platforms so as you said if you have a a, a fan base at least you can say okay spotify shutdowns i'm gonna release my music on soundcloud let's go there and stream my music there and they're just gonna go Basically, because they mm -hmm. know you, they know your music. You already make content online. You already sell this. You already succeed. You you have a lot of stuff that inspires people. So instead of just uh, instead of just releasing music, you need to do a lot of promotion because I I actually I actually t tell this a lot to. To my friends and to my family, to my any people I know, uh, the life of producer is is this simple. You got twenty percent of music making and production, all of that, and eighty percent is just promotion, promoting that track. Because if I if I if I made a track and I have no one who listens to my music, nothing's gonna happen. But if I Put on a track which is good obviously and i promote it on tiktok promote it on youtube i promote it on instagram i bought a post uh, i let people know that i i made a track and people engage with my post and listen to music you're gonna have you're gonna have some reaction from people at least uh, so making content different than music which is currently the 80 percent of promotion is definitely needed uh, for me and the lo-fi community. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, man. Uh, well, let's let's. Um, what do we want to talk about? Okay, let's talk about let's talk about. Uh, your start in the lo-fi. Uh, I know this is super late. We talked about a lot of things uh, yeah. about lo-fi, but we didn't, we didn't know how to, how did you start in the lo-fi though. Yeah. So I, I, as you mentioned before, I started. I, I released like an ambient project in 2019, uh, and kind of just coasted along, and then I dropped my first 
lo-fi type thing in 2021, 20, I believe. <laughs> I think. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, and I, I don't even consider like 2021 as a start because, you know, I, I didn't really know what lo-fi was. I guess I was just making music and guessing and, uh, I, I honestly don't, I don't even think I listened to the, or I, I didn't like love the genre very much back then. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I wouldn't, I don't know. I guess I didn't appreciate it and I didn't yeah. respect it, I guess. Or I, I just kind of did it. Was it. a random genre. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, lo-fi is just chill guitar stuff or chill music with a beat on it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, not not quite the case. Um, yeah. And yeah, so the start of 2022, I, I did a lot of listening and uh, talking to people and everybody was so welcoming. And yeah, I, I would just post guitar videos on Instagram and I would get, you know, some people that were interested in that. And yeah, I really wanted to re start releasing stuff that was good and that, that I was proud of. Um, and I wanted to try to do some label releases, like even before I kind of released anything in 2022, mm. not because I wanted to blow up super fast or I wanted um, you know some free promotion but more because I wanted the legitimacy of like yeah. oh this label liked my music and they liked it enough to release it you know with their name on it and help promote it so that was kind of my mindset early in the year and I remember I, I got my first uh track accepted it was on a lifted lo-fi that the lifted lo-fi label is on one of their compilations and i remember man i was so stoked when i uh when they said they accepted my track um and they're super great they're still to this day one of my favorite labels that i've ever worked with um and uh yeah it, from there it just it was a snowball effect i sent to more labels and you know got more accepted threw in some indie releases in the mix yeah. and uh yeah i just uh, the rest is history yeah man i just kept going and going because I, <laughs> I i i set a hard goal for myself at the start of the year and when i'm when i set this goal i had no idea again what i was getting myself into i had you know, less than a thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. But for some reason, I just wrote down at the end of the year, I want to hit a hundred thousand monthly listeners. And if I can do that, then I, I can do anything. I can hit a million. I can do this full time. Uh, anything I want to do after that. <laughs> I don't know why I came up with that number and I don't know why <laughs> um, I said that to myself, but I did. And uh, it worked out because <laughs> yeah. I, I did end up hitting that goal. Um, quite early and there, there you go there you go you just hit your goal pretty early as well yeah and um so um 
yeah, I, I feel like uh, there's no way I can stop at this point, you know, even in the days now where, um, you know, maybe I get a bunch of tracks rejected or I'm just making terrible track after terrible track now. I at least I have like that huge milestone that I hit. I'm like, I can always talk to myself and say, hey, remember when you had like zero listeners and you said you were going to hit 100,000? Well, you did that. So, mm. you know. You can you can go back in, open your computer, <laughs> and and make another beat that doesn't suck. And even if the next ten suck, you'll get one that doesn't. Um, so, uh, well, I feel like I rambled a bit, but um, yeah, I think just goals have been really really important for me this year and setting milestones. And while I did set that huge goal of a hundred thousand. I also throughout the week would set, you know, tiny goals like checklists. You know, if I had a collab, I would write in my notebook, say, you know, work on this collab at least for an hour. You don't have to finish it. Just work on it. Yeah. And, and that way, you know, I, I, if I had hit all those small goals, I knew I was progressing. Right. Um, it's just kind of like a, a self proof. But yeah, that's, that's how this year went. <laughs> it, it's a weird question because, you know, you asked how how I started Lo-Fi, but I feel like I'm still starting. You know, I, I feel like everything just happened so fast and I feel like I, I still have so much to learn and uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited just to keep going and keep learning.